Watching uh, House Hunters International so we could fantasize about what it would be like to live anywhere else but America. And um, we just were, you know, chilling, kicking back. You know, that big storm that everybody was worrying about over the week, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday. You know, everybody's got to jump on the climate change. Here comes, you know, devastation. Ugh, makes me so angry. Uh, a, a low-level storm blew through. It was nothing. I mean, maybe there were some downpours, but there's downpours in Florida. I mean, people react nowadays. They think everything is a crisis, you know. Anyway, so at some point during the week, I decided to be brave and look at my my iPhone. I got to stop doing that. I mean, it's really starting to annoy me that I feel so compelled to check my damn iPhone every five minutes. Like, like I'm waiting for the apocalypse and I just want to read the headline or something. I don't know why I do it. I don't know how we're going to get out of this mess. You know, 10 years ago, barely anybody was using an iPhone. They didn't work very well unless you knew what you were doing. Now we just check them all the time. It just gets annoying. It's like a talk about wasting time. God, I waste so much time on that stupid thing. Anyway, so I read about the Utah uh, Bible ban. Did you hear about this? Just, this is just one of those things amidst everything that's going on in the world. And, you know, Utah is filled with Mormons. I mean, there's not, there are Christians and Mormons in Utah, probably more per capita than any other state in the Union. And it's been that way since about 1860, because long before the rest of anybody moved there, uh, the Mormons went there. That was the only place they had left to go. And when they got there, they said, this is the place, you know. Anyway, so you would think... And, and it, I don't know the details except for the Davis School District removed the King James Version of the Bible from elementary and middle school libraries for age appropriateness, even though the committee that reviewed the petition found that the Bible, quote, does not contain sensitive material as defined by Utah Code. But they pulled it anyway. The committee's decision had already been appealed by someone who Wants to see the Bible return to all schools, reports Fox 13. An appeals committee now will rule on whether the book will be returned to all libraries. I suspect it will. But uh, these, these days, you know, the ACLU is probably going to, you know, or, or government without God is going to show up and slap a lawsuit on somebody. God forbid we have a... I don't read the Bible that much. I mean, I can't even think of the last time. I, occasionally I do. But I think it's a ridiculous claim to think that you can compare the Bible. I mean, Abraham Lincoln taught himself to read with the Bible, okay? That, that tells you. The Bible has been probably one of the more stabilizing influences in American history. But you wouldn't know that because, guess what? The Bible's been removed from everybody, everywhere else. I'm surprised 
that the media, well, the, it will give them time. You know, they'll figure out, oh, this is a good story. We can wrap our liberal hands around and make it look like, you know, people who read the Bible are, are, you know, full of hate. Anyway, so the story goes that because of all the banning of, of, of books that having to do with LGBTQ, removing them, as in the case of Florida, where parents are rightfully upset because things are being taught to their kids without their approval. And so we have the situation now where other people are starting to react and say, well, you know, if you, you think that the, the Bible doesn't have, I mean, I can think of one story in a lot in Sodom and Gomorrah where they, the daughters of Lot, you know, get him drunk after Sodom and Gomorrah get destroyed. But, you know, who knows that? Nobody knows that. All these people that are saying, oh, we got to get the Bible. I bet you they, they can't even tell you one story in the Bible. Or they'll go find something and they'll do a text search or something, you know. Getting circumcised by, you know, Abraham and Isaac, I suppose that would be, you know, child abuse. They they take it out of context, see. But anyway, I don't care about that. You know what I don't care about anymore? Stupid people. That's what I don't care about. I comment on here every day like I'm going to change somebody's mind. I'm not going to change anybody's mind. If you haven't figured it out yet, who the ignorant people are in this in this play on this stage, then I'm not going to get you there. What, what? All I can tell you is to read. That's the one thing that I always tell people when I try to get into a conversation or if I see somebody on, you know, Getter or Twitter, if I oppose their opinion, I'll just say, you know, you need to read. And then that way you don't get into an argument with them. And then they, maybe they're thinking, maybe I do need to read. I mean, have you ever asked yourself, why do you agree with everything that MSNBC says? Is it just because that's, the, were you having those thoughts before or after you started watching MSNBC? That would be a question. Okay, so we talk about George Soros a lot. And I think that he should die. I, I wish that he would have a heart attack. I really do. Because he inflicts so much pain on millions of people every day, and you don't even know it. Every time uh, uh, a criminal who's been released from, you know, because of uh, whatever they call that, criminal reform, and goes out and rapes a woman, that's George Soros. Okay? Every time uh, a little kid gets raped by uh, a, a, a drag queen dude, that's on George Soros. George Soros admitted, I think I got the tape, I'll try to find it here. Maybe I can cut a piece of it. I'll do it in, I'll do it in the next segment. I'll play that full speech that he did with Mike Wallace on an early episode. This was back when C, uh, 60 Minutes was only 20 minutes, and it was in black and white. No, it was always 60 minutes. It's just a bad joke there. But I have it here. Oh, it's right here. I'll find it. I had it last week. We played it. <clears throat> I better not have thrown it away. I'll find it. Anyway, so he is responsible. Human Rights Commission is this trumped-up, supported group that goes around and does DIE scores on all the major corporations. Here it is. Here it is. I got it. We'll play it in the next break. So he, he takes delight, in, in, and he, he hedges against... Uh, countries, their economy. So he makes money when other people fail. So he capitalizes 
on failure. And then when you try to attack him, which is what Elon Musk did a couple of weeks ago when he was being interviewed by that snake David, whatever his name is, on CNBC. It, you, you know, the anti-Semitic slur, that's what they said. They said uh, Elon Musk was being anti-Semitic because he was critical of George Soros. And, you know, people on the left, yeah, you can't do that. Suddenly people on the left are worried about anti-Semites. I find that hard to believe. Anyway, so George Soros says, when I was a kid, some guy saved me because they were about to throw my ass on a train and ship me off to some camp. But uh, this guy, for some reason, took a liking to me, so he went around and lied to everybody and said I was German. And then after that, I got in on it because, you know what? I got to take advantage of the situation. And so he started getting property from now shipped off Jews and started reselling stuff. And he made money off the deaths of Jews in uh, Hungary to save his own skin. Oh, what? You don't know that? That's because you don't read. You got to read. You got to read deeply. You don't just read Wikipedia or uh, quote as your source, The Guardian. These are left thinking uh, tabloids. And they don't like the fact. And also, George Soros is a big financial supporter. This is the point. He supports all of these social reform DAs and helps get them elected in their various municipalities. Then they enact laws that make it easier for criminals to get out of jail because they believe that there are too many black people in jail. Not that it's black people's fault. Uh, because, you know, if somebody is a criminal in our country, well, it's because they were raised in a systemically racist society and therefore it's not their fault that they want to go and loot a Target store. You know, they were born, you know, into poverty. What do you expect? That, that, that's the thinking of these people on the left. So they don't care if your daughter gets raped. They don't care if your son get, gets raped by a pedophile. They don't, want, they don't care about that because what they care about is making themselves feel somehow superior to you because they're compassionate. They're more compassionate than you are. That's true. You know, today, uh, just to show you about the compassion, these idiots over at the U.S. Capitol got offended that a kid's choir broke out, started to sing, you know, Star Spangled Manor. We'll play that, too. Here it is. Here's a clip from the news story. Apparently, the Capitol Visitor Operations Manager had temporarily prevented them from starting, even though, again, they were with a congressional staffer. That staffer and the group leader managed to convince everyone that they had permission from the Speaker of the House to sing five songs. But halfway through the national anthem, the female officer you see in the video told the group leader that that performance was considered a demonstration and that demonstrations are banned inside the Capitol building. Uh, the officer allegedly told them some people were offended. No, she's stupid. The whole, the whole, the whole system is stupid. These little kids—they sound like the Charlie Brown, you know, in the Christmas story. Who, who would that offend except an idiot, a person who is super sensitive and compassionate? Anyway, so back to George Soros. Uh, there's a group called Jews Against Soros. It's a grassroots co coalition who oppose George Soros's left-wing agenda. Go to JewsAgainstSoros.com and you'll get more information. So it's okay to make fun of uh, it, it's okay to make fun of George Soros. It's no problem there. You, you're clear. You're not an anti-Semite. You, you're actually a pro-human. We'll be back.
did you see the get the story on the news last night about how uh, how virile our our F-16s are? So the story is this airplane, this little Cessna, was flying towards New Jersey, and at some point the pilot fainted on the airplane. It was a little small. I think it had six people on it, and uh, and because the pilot fainted, he wasn't communicating with air traffic control when he started to veer off into uh, into the space that was approaching Washington, D.C. And so the military dispatched two F-16 fighter jets, F-16s, to take off immediately and go after this little Cessna that was sort of veering off, getting closer and closer to Washington. No communication, nothing. Other people on board probably weren't even aware of what was happening. Anyway, it turns out that this plane never went near Dallas, and for all we know, it might have been shot down, who knows, but it ended up crashing into a mountainside. And what was interesting about the story was that ABC, they, it was a, like a five-minute story, and, it, and people all over the area were hearing, you know, the sound of the jets. I mean, they, these jets went so fast that they broke the sound barrier, and it caused a very loud boom, a sonic boom. And they did it because they didn't know. They thought, okay, well, you know, the White House might be under attack. You know, again, it's a little Cessna, not very big, and it dropped out of radar after it got below like 20,000 feet. And it wouldn't have taken a few. It's strange to me that's why it, it was able to get so much distance. And it didn't look like it was anywhere near Washington, D.C. But, you know, the, the military had to sort of tell everybody what they did and why. And, uh, and they didn't even mention that, that whether the people on the airplane perished. They were more concerned with, A, showing you how robust their military was, and B, how frightened they were. I mean, they, they called off two F-16 jets, go after this little airplane. Obviously, it wasn't going that fast. I mean, it's a little Cessna. Those things don't go that fast. I think they their top speed is, what, 500 miles an hour, if that? Anyway, it was just a strange story that was sort of ill-placed. And I asked my wife, I said, they didn't even mention the, the poor victims. Anyway, just, you know, I think our government is really paranoid right now. Don't you? Anyway, so back to George Soros. For anybody who ever says it's not cool to criticize George Soros, I want you to just remember what I said. Every time, and we've seen this, there was a lady uh, sitting before Congress not even two weeks ago saying that her, her daughter had been raped and killed by an illegal immigrant. Soros is backing everything in this country. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, he's got this Human Rights Commission that his Open Door Foundation is funding. They're stuffing uh, 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 the, the country with social justice reform DAs who are soft on crime, which is allowing criminals out on the street, soft on penalizing people who are openly selling and doing drugs. George Soros is bad news. So when someone like Elon Musk criticizes him and the press comes after him and says that, that Elon Musk is being anti-Semitic, you've got to wonder why they're doing that. And the reason they're doing that is because they're protecting this man. Why are they protecting George Soros? Because he funds what they do. He gives them money. If, he, if they support him, he supports them. And it's in his best interest but I want you to hear from George Soros himself just what kind of a guy he is. Are you that powerful? <laughs> no, I think there's a great misunderstanding. I am basically 
there to, uh, to make money. I cannot and do not look at the social consequences of, of what I do. As a, as a competitor, I've got to compete to win. As a human being, I, can, I, I am concerned about the society in which I live. Which George Soros am I talking to now, the amoral George Soros or the, the moral George Soros? Uh, it's one person. It's one person who at one time engages in amoral activities and at the rest of the time tries to be moral. You're a Hungarian Jew mm -hmm. who escaped the Holocaust mm -hmm. by posing as a, a Christian. Right. And you watched lots of people get shipped off to the death camps. Right. I was 14 years old. And I would say that that's when my character was made. In what way? That one should think ahead, one should understand and, and anticipate events. Uh, and uh, one, one is threatened. It was a tremendous threat of evil. I mean, it was a, a very personal experience of evil. My understanding is, is that you went out with this protector of yours who swore that you were uh, his adopted godson. Yes, yes. Went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of property from the Jews. That's right. I mean, that's, that sounds uh, like an experience that would send lots of people to the psychiatric couch for many, many years. Was it difficult? Uh, not, not, not at all. Not at all. It, uh, maybe as a child you don't, you don't see the connection, uh, but it, was, it created no, no problem at all. No feeling of guilt? No. For example, that uh, I'm Jewish, uh, and here I am watching these people go. I could just as easily be there. I should be there. None of that. Well, uh, of course, I could, uh, I could be on the other side, or I could be the one from whom it, the thing is being taken away. Uh, um, but there was no sense that I shouldn't be there, because uh, that was... Uh, uh, well, actually, funny way, it's just like in markets that if I weren't there, of course I wasn't doing it, but somebody else would, 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 would be taking it away anyhow. In other words, the, whether I was there or not, I was only a spectator, the property was being taken away. So I had no role in taking away that property. How could anybody listen to, to uh, George Soros in that interview and not find him to be a despicable human being. I mean, we all grew up hearing the story about how they dragged the Jews away to the concentration camps. And we saw the pictures. I mean, I remember my entire ninth grade, it seemed that the entire history lesson was on World War II and what happened with the Jews, because it was a horrible thing. We shall never forget, remember? Dachau and Auschwitz and Anne Diary of Anne Frank. I was in a play with, I played Peter. Peter. I mean, it was drilled in deep, you know, that it was a horrible thing. It, it, it is forever a stain on, on the human soul, humanity's soul. It's why people today say you can't be anti-Semitic because what you're doing is you're basically being in alignment with Hitler and the Nazis. But yet you got this George Soros guy. If you critique him, you're anti-Semite, even though he was the one in Hungary profiting off the death of Jews. If not for the protection of the guy who 
protected him. And he and here's, you know, what Wallace says, did you have any ambiguity to any of this? Any moral qualm? Did you lose sleep at night? No, not really. I mean, it was just the way it was. I mean, you're going to be on one side of it or another. It's kind of like the guy who justifies selling crack to teenagers because, well, somebody's going to do it. Might as well be me. I might as well make some money. And uh, I just want to point that out because a lot of young people today have no idea the effect that one man can have on, on the world. And George Soros is right there, up there in the top with Xi Jinping and Bill Gates. 